What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Friday the 13th of March. Here's what you missed while you were out busy doing you. Yesterday, the Federal Reserve Bank made an announcement that they'd be willing to inject up to $1.5 trillion in the U.S. economy through a series of asset purchases, including long-term notes, bills, and other instruments, quote, as a result of the highly unusual disruptions in treasury financing markets as a result of the virus. So what does this actually mean? Well, at a very high level, The Fed is the lender of last resort in the financial system. See, they lend to the big banks. And if you haven't noticed, the market has been getting rocked lately. With the volatility being so high, the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, made the announcement Thursday afternoon. And it's helped. The market is mostly up today, as of this writing. But like with most things this week, I don't know how it'll end. It's the 13th after all. In a shot fired to Iranian militias with a big old IDGAF, what's going on with the outbreak? You can't just shoot our military outpost revenge type move. The U.S. conducted an airstrike on multiple Iranian backed militia sites in Iraq. Two days ago, one of those militias shot a rocket at a base where two American service members and one British service member were killed. The U.K. government supported this mission with the UK defense secretary saying, quote, we support the right of the United States to defend themselves as they have done tonight. They targeted five weapon storage facilities and quoting CNN here was aimed at harming the ability of Kataib Hezbollah, an Iranian sponsored Shia militia group to conduct future strikes against American troops. The weapon storage facilities included areas where weapons used to attack the American coalition troops were stored. Can't catch the U.S. military off guard, huh? America. The FDA has approved a new test that's 10 times faster at detecting COVID-19. It's the first commercially available test that's received emergency approval and existing equipment already exists in the U.S. Now, this increase in detection is specifically referring to the technical capabilities of the process. Access to the tests are still an issue here. These new tests can do anywhere from 1,400 up to 4,000 patients per day, depending on the model of the hardware. All this while New York has just surpassed all other states for the highest number of vid cases with a 30% increase overnight. The U.S. and Spain have declared national emergencies, so they can now access those much-needed emergency funds. Louisiana has postponed their April 4th primary, backing it up until June. And Apple has joined Microsoft, Google, and Facebook in canceling their in-person developers conference and opting for an online-only function. From Apple's Phil Schiller, The current health situation has required that we create a new WWDC 2020 format that delivers a full program with an online keynote and sessions, offering a great learning experience for our entire developer community all around the world. Sounds like it's going to open it up for more people to be able to air quotes attend. Key interesting thing here about their announcement, though, they also mentioned they were going to donate a million dollars to local San Jose organizations to offset any revenue loss as a result of this year's online format. Well, that was nice of them. Michigan, Kentucky and Ohio have closed schools for a couple weeks. 
Social distancing is finally being accepted as the fastest and easiest measure to combat the spread. As Bonez said earlier today, I find it amazing that 102 years later after the Spanish flu, the prescription is still run. Look at this slick shit. Princess Cruz is obviously flailing with all the bad press they've received. I mean, they had two boats marooned offshore for days with passengers just passing along the outbreak disease like habichuelas around the table. Then earlier this week, they canceled the rest of their voyages for the next two months. So why not just slide in some more bad news and hope it goes unnoticed? Today, they admitted they had a data breach. Names, addresses, social security numbers, and government IDs like passports and driver's license numbers may have been accessed, along with financial and health information of its employees, crew, and guests. This all took place over a four-month period. Now, when did they first detect that this happened? Last May. The period of activity? April through July. So last year, they discovered the intrusion did the minimum to stop it since it took them an extra two months and never reported it until their stock was already tanking. I'm going to guess the shareholders are going to have some words with them on this. And since GDPR was already in effect at this time, if there were Europeans whose info was breached, well, they can get fined up to 4% annual turnover. That's sure to leave a dent in an already pinched wallet. After panning on a Democratic COVID relief bill in the Senate earlier this week, Treasury Secretary and John Oliver stunt double Steven Mnuchin said Friday that the administration was now considering suspending student loan payments for up to three months in an effort to help stimulate the economy. Senate Democrats have been looking for a six-month forgiveness plan, but if this is real, I'm sure they'll jump on it. Quoting Alexis Goldstein, a senior policy analyst at Americans for Financial Reform, Suspending student loan payments is a helpful half measure, especially if interest accrual is frozen. The most distressed borrowers would potentially have hundreds of extra dollars to go toward food, supplies, and medicine. Now, would they do it just to try and get more favor and hope for your votes? You're damn right he would. But will he actually pull the trigger? We're going to have to wait and find out. Seems like they're pulling all the stops out lately, though. Well, my beautiful people, that's your top five news stories of the day. Quick update on yesterday's women's national team story. So the head of U.S. soccer issued a formal apology for the stupid remarks their lawyers said in court. They got rid of the legal team and hired new ones, but that wasn't enough. Protests over that ridiculous defense caused him to give it up today as he submitted his friggin' resignation. A win for soccer for sure, but... Let's see how this case plays out still. One last thing I wanted to make sure you guys were all aware of. Every day, I add episode notes to the show. There's a small recap of the stories, but more importantly, there's links for every source I used if you want to follow up and read more on these topics. Don't forget, there's also chapter markers, so you can skip around the stories. Maybe you don't want to hear one of the things I'm talking about today. Or maybe you just want to reference it again later. Okay, remember, it's the weekend. Go do something fun while you self-quarantine, but stay focused, proud, and dedicated. I got you with the news.